welcome to Introspectively Speaking. I'm Amber Lynette, an avid podcast listener and 34-year-old girl from Miami, Florida, who one day felt inspired to share my personal stories and spill my own tea with the world. After a big dose of You Only Live Once, I'm creating the content that I so desire but only ever read in slice-of-life fiction novels. I'm an everyday person going through life's roller coaster, but choose to honestly, vulnerably, and introspectively share my stories with you in an effort to inspire a different kind of wellness. Transcendence through introspection for all. Though the very real stories in this podcast are about me, they'll also hold up a mirror to you. So disclaimer, the definition of introspection is the examination or observation of one's own mental and emotional processes. And I don't know about you, but sometimes, that can be a daunting place to go. So I encourage you to listen with an open mind and curiosity. And now it's time to go on some trails. Welcome back listeners. Today's episode is going to be a little different and I'm super excited about it. Truth be told, one of my favorite things about producing this podcast is when people can relate to the stories I share and then tell me about it. It feels like, it feels like the way Darla must have felt when Alfalfa serenaded her on the river. Dressed all cute in her white dress, accompanied by her white umbrella, as the little boy of her dreams professed his love to her in his squeaky little voice. The inability to hide a smile, a flush on the cheeks, a deep feeling of love and warmth. That's how it makes me feel. So when someone I hold near and dear to my heart felt inspired to share her story about her relationship to alcohol, I was over the moon. What you'll hear today is her essay, read in her voice, in response to my episode, Exploring Our Relationship to Alcohol. Not only is it extremely well-written, it's extremely vulnerable. I like to think that my podcast is a safe space for anyone listening to it. While we all judge, we absolutely do. My sincere hope, as it is with every episode, is that you listen with an open mind and hold space for her. What she's doing takes a lot of courage. And that's more than what a lot of us can say when it comes to getting really real with ourselves. Without further ado, here is Introspectively Speaking's first listener essay. What a great invention the desk is. Did you know the desk was invented around the 17th and 18th century? Most people back then couldn't even read or write, so the first desks were said to be designed for ecclesiastical use, meaning for the Christian church. Now, the first known school desk was designed in Ohio in 1880 by a man named John Loughlin, and it was called the fashion desk. How does this make any sense or have anything to do with my relationship with alcohol? Well, as I start these spoken words with previous planning and thought, I have to share that I've had two full delicious glasses 
of what I've recently discovered to be a Mexican-French wine. And then, as I'm sitting in, yes, you guessed it, a desk, I start to think. Obviously, I don't always have control of the direction in which my thoughts choose to wander. So today, it's desks. Something that I had never, ever before thought about. Besides the actual act of sitting in a few of them throughout my life, desks were of no importance and most definitely of no amazement to me. But you know what? Moments like these are why I love to drink. Alcohol is like a key, a tool to enter into variating states of being. Something lights up, a different lens is brought about, and I can see, hear, and definitely feel things differently. Usually, my best drinking comes in two scenarios. Alone, accompanied by some wonderful, groovy, easy-flowing instrumental jams, a most aromatic incense, my comfortable partially ripped sweatpants, and some freshly artistic project have just recently summoned. This scenario is usually done by night. Second scenario, again, wonderful, groovy, easy-flowing instrumental jams, the most aromatic incense, comfortable ripped sweatpants, but the twist, this time I'm not alone, but with my 11-year-old son and my 10-month-old daughter. This scenario is always done by daylight and it is probably the happiest I can ever attain to be. Art, creativity, and substance abuse have long been in relationship with each other. A messy marriage. From the torture artists like Van Gogh and Beethoven, the opium dense in 19th century Paris, surrealist impressionists like Salvador Dalí and Pablo Picasso. The 60s and 70s counterculture hippie movement with their psychedelic experimentations seeking freedom through spiritual connections using drugs such as LSD. Famous writers and their public love of alcohol such as Edgar Allan Poe, Scott Fitzgerald, Ernest Hemingway, Oscar Wilde's famous quote, drink is the curse of the writing classes, to finally Hunter S. Thompson, who is said to be responsible for the most infamous drinking, writing, creative routine in history. And I quote, according to his biographer, E. Jean Carroll, Thompson's day started as 3 p.m. Rice, 3.05 Shiva's Regal, morning paper, Dunhill cigarette, 3.45 cocaine, 3.50 another glass of Shiva's Regal and another Dunhill. 4.05, first cup of coffee and a Dunhill. 4.15, cocaine. 4.16, orange juice, yet another Dunhill. 4.30, cocaine. 4.54, cocaine, then so on and so forth. More cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. Then grass, then acid, then cocaine, then chartreuse. Then finally, it is said, midnight, he was ready to write. Alcohol and drugs have always been a way to relieve anxiety that is associated with the pressures of the self, a means to free us from whatever emotional, spiritual, or physical demons that hold us back. But where and how do we draw a line between creative experimentation, relaxation, social, cultural practices, and enjoyment to full-on just plain substance abuse, lack of control, and addiction? Equally, as I mentioned before, my two best drinking scenarios, I too, have my two worst drinking scenarios. Scenario one 
it's me and my husband, and probably a second bottle of wine. By this time, my insecurities have come about and are flourishing abundantly. I feel myself unloved, unworthy, alone, and lacking something which I can never explain, let alone attain. This scenario always ends the same way. We go to bed having finished the night in silence and anger, neither one of us knowing what it's really about. Midnight sweats, full anxiety and regret, and in the morning, the promise to never drink again. Excuse me, correction. And in the morning, the promise to never get drunk again. Second scenario, which almost never really happens anymore because I mentioned previously, I'm a mother of two, not a spring chicken anymore. But anywho, second scenario, I happen to be at some social gathering and as usual, I overindulge in wine. I tend not to eat for liquid fuel is all my body desires. I slowly start to ramble. Everything I say is so eloquent and educated, probably mind-blowing and most definitely always original. So my drunk self believes. Slowly, as I start to spiral out of control with self, I have awareness and as I get clumsier and messier, anger and disappointment take the lead. Now I've hit a point of sadness. Of what? I believe just my very basic existence, recognizing the self, trying to calm the self. Time to go home. Probably not by choice or even recollection. Again, midnight sweats, full anxiety and regret, and in the morning, the promise to this time, never drink again. Substance use may be a form of escapism from reality, enabling us to gain novel ideas, perspectives, and even access new dimensions, a beautiful altered state of consciousness. However, for me, it's become more of a gateway to a deeper and darker self, a potion to numb out whatever repressed emotions I have left from an unhealed childhood and an unhealthy adulthood. I've tricked myself into associating alcohol with good and happy and pleasure. But the truth is, it's not good, nor happy, nor pleasure. And I cannot control it. At least, not right now. So as I began to write the short essay over a week ago, allowing my thoughts to wander into the fabulous world of desk, I, for the first time, also allowed the fear and the taboo of having an alcohol problem seep in. So what is my relationship with alcohol? Complicated to say the least. And for now, as I choose which side I'm on, I've decided that I have to give myself the chance and challenge to go dry for some time. And though I'm filled with anxiety of how I will handle the next social gathering or what I will drink on the next cozy Friday evening, I know the outcome to be greater than the sacrifice. So, as my dear friend Amber always says, Thank you for holding space. You just heard Introspectively Speaking's first listener essay. Before we come to a close, there were some thoughts that I wanted to share that were inspired by the words that my friend shared in her listener essay. Introspection is like a kaleidoscope which with every turn and reflection of those tiny mirrors on colorful pieces of paper, the perspective of what we see through the looking glass changes. When we write about our human experiences, we too go through the process of a kaleidoscope. 
We shine mirrors on the brightest, the dingiest, the most colorful, even the gloomiest parts of our lives, and from it, patterns emerge. Patterns that, once we self-identify, we can learn and grow from. I am so proud of my dear friend who, except for her voice, will remain anonymous. I'm proud, though, that she's acted as this kaleidoscope, taking the reflections from the mirrors within, gently observing the patterns, and seizing the moment in life to learn and grow. This was the aha moment I had listening to her essay, that all of us, in some way, shape, or form, are like kaleidoscopes. With that, I open the doors of introspection to you, listener. If you're interested in telling your own story on this or any other topic that I've covered on the podcast and would like to be featured anonymously or not, please reach out to me directly on Instagram at introspectively speaking so that I can provide you with more information. Even though the stories are about me, they're also about you. Introspectively speaking is meant to inspire your own introspection. And there's nothing more than I would love than to give you a platform to share your story. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Introspectively Speaking. I can't tell you how much it means to me. What I can tell you is that you have a direct impact on the success of this show. Please take a few moments to follow and give this podcast a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple. And remember, though the stories are about me, it's also about you. I'd love to hear your thoughts and if anything resonated with you. So be sure to write a review if you listen on Apple or respond to the Q&A question on Spotify. Do you think someone could benefit from this episode? Engage in my favorite love language and share this podcast with someone you know. Until next time, sending you a big, big hug. This podcast was written, recorded, and produced by me, Amber Lynette, and the groovy music you've been hearing is a song called Mirrors by pianist and songwriter Santi Alfaro.